This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA-KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You know, whenever the Brooklyn Nets are in the headlines, Aaron Torres and I get together. There's just something about it in the air. Welcome in. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. It is a Thursday. You can hit Aaron up on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. And I've just realized I haven't even done the pre-show tweets just yet. I'll have to get to that in like 15 minutes or so because there's a lot to get to, including what's happening in the NBA today. But we start with what's happening in the NBA last night as the Boston Celtics are up 2-0 on the Brooklyn Nets after rallying from a 17-point deficit, outscoring Boston by, or excuse me, outscoring Brooklyn by 12 points in the fourth quarter to get that 114-107 victory. Aaron, Boston's up 2-0. Just mentioned that. I know that you and I have had conversations about the Nets before, and most recently, you still like the Nets' chances of, of maybe making a run to the NBA Finals. Now that they are down 2-0 in this series to Boston, are you officially worried about Brooklyn's chances moving on in these NBA playoffs. First of all, great to be in, Dan. Uh, you're right that we seemingly are in any day there is a Brooklyn Nets news topic. Uh, I remember dating back to, I can't, what, three and a half years ago, the day the report came out that Kevin Durant had never met with Brooklyn Brass before agreeing publicly to go to the team. You and I were on air that day. I remember talking about that in the summer of whatever it was, 2019, I guess it would have yeah. been. Uh, through straight- I also... 
I also remember you bringing it up like eight months later. I did. You know, and still trying to rub it in my face because yeah. you didn't think that Durant knew or that he'd even talked to Brooklyn. And I said, that's impossible. That well, is impossible. You don't just sign with a team without even talking to anybody. I will say, regardless, uh, it has come full circle, though, because, uh, you know, it, it, it did feel like if you even go back to that summer that, uh, you know, Katie and Kyrie forever, they were linked to the, the New York Knicks last second, you know, probably last month. We start to hear rumors it's going to be Brooklyn. Uh, seemed disorganized from the beginning and now to bring it full circle it certainly looked disorganized last night as they obviously fall down 0-2 and I'll give you a little credit Dan because you and I were on I don't know uh, all throughout March uh, you know as as uh, we were filling in for Doug periodically and you and I kept saying get me the team with Katie and Kyrie in the playoffs get them healthy get them ready to go I don't care and you kept saying if you actually watch this team these guys are stars but there's something not right with this team and we can't just assume that they're going to flip a switch come the playoffs so to answer your question directly I think you were right at least it feels that way right now and I probably gave them a little bit too much credit for things that they had done in the past as they fell down as they now are down 0-2 I know game one was back and forth easily could have won that one but last night, uh, you know, the Nets, uh, the, the the Celtics, excuse me, largely controlled that. And it does feel like I'm not ready to say the series is necessarily mm-hmm. over, but it does feel like we know who has control going into game three. Well, Kyrie has kind of been the focus of this series because of his interactions that he's had with the Boston crowd. Kevin Durant has also obviously been the focus, number one, because he's Kevin Durant, but also because really of what Kevin Durant has not been able to do. This was Durant after last night's Game 2 loss against the Celtics and really what Boston has been doing to him defensively. They're playing two or three guys on me sometimes when I'm off the ball. they you know, mucking up actions when I run off stuff. Is I see Horford leaving his man to come over to hit me sometimes. They're just playing two or three guys hit me wherever I go, you know, and that's just the nature of the beast in the playoffs. And... Um, I feel like I got a couple good shots there in the, in the fourth that just ain't go down. But, yeah, I see I see a few of their guys around me every time I get the ball or, you know, when I'm setting up. And so I got to be, uh, be more patient but also play fast sometimes too and off the ball just be able to move a little faster, screen a little harder for my guys to get free. That was Kevin Durant after a fourth quarter where he had six points but went 0 for 5 from the field, had just one assist in that fourth quarter that, again, Brooklyn was outscored 114 to 107. And Kevin Durant, I think, is taking some of the responsibility, saying this is what's happening, this is what Boston's doing, i got to get better with this. He's right, Boston is constantly in his face. And Boston, whether it be Derek White, whether it be uh, whether it be Al Horford, who we mentioned, whether it be Grant Williams coming in and, and, and ending up guarding him, whether it be Jason, whatever the case is, There is always somebody around Kevin Durant, and you can do that, Aaron, when you don't have a third, fourth, or fifth option on the court with you. When it's just KD and and Kyrie Irving, it makes it a lot easier to defend, even though they are two great, great offensive players, to the point of like we've been talking about, there's something missing, and what... You know, the the trade that they made with Philadelphia, there are a lot of reasons in that. Now you're even trying to get, you know, Seth Curry to fit into your system. It's just really, really difficult. Kevin Durant is absolutely right. Boston is not giving him any room. And that's one of the reasons why they're up 2-0 in this series. Absolutely. And, you know, it's something that's going to be a theme, not just throughout this show, but really throughout, um, you know, I think the next couple of weeks is especially if, if if Brooklyn cannot rally. And I know the reports out as Brian Fenley just told us that Ben Simmons may be available uh, for game four. But but if they don't win this series and if, uh, you know, it, on the heels of what the Lakers did, I mean, it's just an interesting time in the NBA where, uh, you know, the, these teams that are built around superstars that mm-hmm. it seems like don't. I, I don't want to put this delicately because NBA Twitter gets mad when you say it, but don't take the regular season as seriously as maybe uh, the, 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 the yesteryear it was. So it's just a fascinating thing. It's a fascinating thing, and like I said, I, I think that we all thought once – these two guys, specifically Kevin Durant and Kyrie, got to the playoffs, they could flip a switch. But as you said, good defensive game plan limits Kevin Durant. Is there enough around him and Kyrie? It certainly doesn't look like it through two games. This is th- There's going to be a lot of blame of Kevin Durant, and you says NBA Twitter's going to go crazy. If the Brooklyn Nets are ousted in this series, 
in five games, six games, even if they force a game seven and Brooklyn doesn't make it out of the first round, you're going to start to hear more and more about Kevin Durant and uh, I, I really think his legacy in terms of how we talk about him in conversations of overall greats because this would be another opportunity where they don't cash in. Fairly or unfairly, I, that conversation is going to take place. I have this to say, though, on what happened last night and really in a hole for the Brooklyn Nets. I don't blame Kevin Durant one bit. Okay. Kevin Durant is getting a lot of heat today because of his performance in the fourth quarter and really his performance in in game one of this series as well. These two games that he's had against Boston, two of the worst shooting percentages that he's had the entire season, just not good at all. But this is why I don't blame Kevin Durant. And if you'll just give me a little time here, these are the reasons why I don't blame Kevin Durant for the Brooklyn Nets being down 0-2. But I blame other people. I blame Kyrie Irving for missing home games and also the first 35 games of this season. I blame Kyrie Irving for fanning the flames with the entire city of Boston for getting them riled up, for getting them involved in this series, even more so than they were at the start of the series. So I blame Kyrie Irving for that. I blame New York City for having a mandate that didn't allow Kyrie Irving to play in those games. I blame James Harden for not getting in shape and derailing their entire season. I blame the front office for not getting a star player in return that can actually play Aaron for the Brooklyn Nets in this series. Their star player that they got for James Harden is sitting there in tens of thousands of dollars street clothes cheering his team on. I blame the front office for doing a trade just before the trade deadline, thinking to your point about the regular season that you could just form chemistry in a span of two months and make a playoff run. I blame the Brooklyn Nets who went 5-16 and 16 during Kevin Durant's absence when he was out a month and a half with a knee injury. All of these reasons are why the Brooklyn Nets are a seven seed in these playoffs. There is no reason that they should be playing the Brook, uh, the Boston Celtics, the two seed. You take everything that happened in the regular season, Aaron, James Harden being out of shape, Kyrie refusing to get the, the uh, vaccine, the New York City mandate you can blame if you're on that side of it. You can blame all this stuff. But Kevin Durant was there when he was healthy without the knee injuries, playing 55 games. That's what he played in the regular season. He's been there for the Brooklyn Nets. No one else has. And that's where I give Kevin Durant a pass because – This team should be better than a seven seed. This team shouldn't have to be playing the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. If any of the people that they brought in during the during this time, during the season had given a damn about the team, I am giving Kevin Durant no blame for being down 0-2 in this series. Well, and it speaks to, again, I think everything that we're talking about is if you're a real championship contender, if you have that championship mindset from day one to day, you know, from game one to game 82. You don't use it as an excuse to take a night off because Kevin Durant isn't there. You don't say we'll figure it out later. You don't say, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors, right? Championship, you know, just from from the top down. And and I've been critical of the Warriors in the past. I think some things are overhyped, underhyped, whatever. But Steph Curry missed a lot of time, and this was still. And by the way, Clay Thompson was in another lineup all all season long, and this was a still this was still a team that put themselves in the position to get a two seed. They're a team that took the regular season seriously, and now they obviously have a very advantageous matchup against the, the Denver Nuggets as the seventh seed, where they're looking to go up uh, 3-0 tonight against, against Denver. And so I bring it up because, again, if you have a championship mentality, if and by the way, a championship mentality isn't, you know, Michael Jordan never missed a regular season game. That's not what I'm talking about. I understand that injuries happen. I understand that that you know a guy's 33, 34. Kevin Durant's on you know you know he's getting older and he can't play every night. It's not realistic to expect him to be at 100 percent every night. But at the same time, this is what I'm talking about with the NBA. And you and I are saying the same thing here: is that you know there's this idea that you know we could just flip a switch whenever we want. By the way, you go back to the Lakers every single week. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And then all of a sudden the season's over and you're not even in the plan. I'll tell you a funny story. I was with with my family this week. Um, and and you know I was explaining the play, or I uh, you know I was explaining the playing tournament to my mom. Uh, yeah, you know, so we play you know seven plays eight and eight though eight plays whatever, and now we get ten teams into the, technically the playoffs from each each uh, conference. Even though I know technically it's not considered the playoffs, sure. but it's the playoffs. I agree with you. And, yeah. and, and so, so my mom literally said to me, so she she goes, so the Lakers didn't finish in the top ten in the West. And I go, yeah, they didn't finish in the top 10 in the West. But it goes back to, again, the point of 
There's certain teams, there's certain organizations that, again, every game isn't Game 7 of the NBA Finals. It can't be over an 82-game regular season. I get it. But give, let's give credit to a, an organization like the Golden State Warriors that didn't use Klay Thompson coming off back-to-back gruesome injuries in ex, as an excuse to tank the regular season. Didn't use Steph Curry missing a month to end the regular season as an excuse to tank the regular season. And now all of those things, Dan, that are not related to Kevin Durant, they are all showing up and they are all causing this chaos that has them down 0-2 that all could have been avoided if they took things more seriously when Kevin Durant wasn't available. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Golden State's the three seed, but your point is well put. It's a three six, but but that's no, but it's it's. I mean, they you know they were Memphis. That's right. Memphis, Memphis. you know, ended up being the two seed, but I it it's there. This is this is the thing about the Nets where. You know, we, we talk about Kevin Durant being an inch away, you know, or a big toe away from beating the Bucks in seven games last year and not getting that three-pointer. It ends up being a two, and they go to overtime, and they, they end up losing. Again, Kevin Durant was the only one that was stable in that series because James Harden was dinged up. Kyrie twisted his ankle mid-series. Then Harden ended up coming back. It wasn't 100%. Like, the only constant... Brooklyn has had has been the availability of Kevin Durant. And in a way, for as much ish as Kevin Durant likes to talk and, and, and likes to jaw, I actually feel bad for him in a way because this was supposed to be his opportunity to, again, show the league, show what he's done. And I'm not excusing or giving a pass on an 0 for 5 performance. But they should never have been in this series anyway. They should be the three seed. They should be the two seed. They should be the, you know, at worst, the four seed in the East and playing. They shouldn't be playing the second seeded Boston Celtics. And it's because of what's happened the entire season when Kevin Durant was there when he was healthy. And then when he wasn't there, just completely fell off the map. Like their stretch when he wasn't there was one of the worst in the NBA of all 30 teams. They only won like five games for a month and a half. Like that's it's atrocious. You get anything from anybody else and Brooklyn should be better. Or not in this situation. I know. I know it's going to be a conversation throughout not only this show but the coming weeks. The one thing that I have grown to respect about Kevin Durant through the years. Yes, he talks too much. He tweets at people. He whatever. There is no doubt that this guy loves the game of basketball. I mean, I, I, I always I always go back to coming off a major Achilles injury that cost him an entire season. What does he do last summer? He goes and represents the U.S. at the Olympics because he loves basketball that much when probably everybody in his inner circle told him it wasn't smart to do. The problem was, I don't know that Kyrie Irving loves basketball the same way that he does, and obviously there are major structural issues within the team and the organization outside of him. I know that a lot of this is Kevin Durant's own fault, but I do feel bad for him because one thing that I have never questioned about that guy is how much he loves basketball, but you brought up all the points about what this team has been without him, uh, and obviously a lot of that falls on him in terms of who he decided to surround himself with. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show week Days at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs. For manual 
manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application with Express Employment Professionals, you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier by letting the professionals at Express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team. Express Employment Professionals is your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRat.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRat.com sports, TireRat.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER A happy Thursday to you, and a week from today, it's the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. It'll be in Las Vegas. Fox Sports Radio will be there. Jay Glazer, LeVar Arrington, gosh, Rick Spielman, Rob Stone, got you covered on Fox Sports Radio a week from tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern time, live from Sin City. So we are now a week away, which is crazy to me, Aaron, because this was a draft class that I felt that we didn't, we weren't going to get too excited about because there weren't quarterbacks going one and two or three quarterbacks in the top five. But yet, here we are a week away, and I feel like there's more buzz to this draft than I could have ever imagined. You think there's more buzz to this draft, or just more than you expected? More than I expected. Not compared to like a Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold sort of year. Sure. But I thought this was going to kind of be ho-hum, and I think it's with all the trades that we have gotten with teams setting up, and now yeah. if, if Debo Samuel is going to be traded, you know, what, what kind of pick are they going to get? What are the Jets and Giants going to do? There's much more action to me in leading up to this draft, even though there aren't the huge marquee names on the offensive side of the ball at the top of the draft. That's fair. And, and you know, I will say I was talking to my Saturday partner Jason Martin about this I do think if if you can just get past like the idea of okay we don't have those marquee quarterbacks like to me there there is a lot of intrigue and interest I mean I, I was telling Jason the thing that intrigues me being a college football nerd the wide receivers you know you, you being an Ohio State guy you know Garrett Wilson's completely different than Chris Olave but they're both awesome Jahan Dotson from Penn State's awesome Drake London's a different receiver than all those guys he's awesome and you know I hate to say this because it sounds like a negative but I'm just also curious who we look back three four five years and does it make it especially out of the wide receiver group because there's so many talented guys and, you know, I, I just bring it up because I'm not smart enough to figure out, and frankly, nobody in the NFL is, otherwise everybody would bat a 1,000 on their draft picks. I'm not smart enough to figure out which ones are going to work and which ones aren't. I'm just fascinated to see where they end up. Um, you know, I know it's going to be a talking point, uh, you know, throughout this week with Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, everything that's going on in the world of, of wide receivers right now. Um 
But, you know, the, the wide receivers seem to be a dime a dozen in terms of you can always get them out of the draft. Some of these guys are going to develop into that next wave. Some of them aren't, but probably six, seven of them come off the board in the first round. You may not be an expert, but that's why we bring an expert on. He's an NFL draft analyst for NFL.com, researcher as well. I've known him for a while. Chad Ryder joins us here on Fox Sports Radio to not only talk wide receivers, to talk quarterbacks, to talk, talk defensive line. Chad, welcome in. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's start with the top of this draft. Jacksonville's picking number one for uh, a decent part of this offseason. We're like, uh, Aiden Hutchinson's got to be the guy, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll trickle down from there. But now there seems to be a lot of push with Travon Walker of Georgia going number one. How do you settle on these defensive linemen at the top of the draft, and who do you think right now Jacksonville has their sights set on with the first overall pick? Well, frankly, I don't think they know. Uh, I think they are still uh, figuring that out, and it probably won't be until next week because they don't have to. <laughs> um, and uh, I think they're still going back and forth on this. And Hutchinson, I think, is going to be my pick in my seven-round mock draft that comes out tomorrow um, because I think a team like Jacksonville um, really needs – to get an impact player on defense, a guy that they know what to expect. And Trevon Walker is a very talented guy. He has the athletic profile of a number one pick, very similar to Miles Garrett and to Vavian Clowney. But Hutchinson, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get effort. You're going to get – and he's not a bad athlete either, by the way. Um, and he can do everything. So, you know, if I'm the Jaguars and I want a guy that I know is going to come in and be a leader – He's going to, you know, do what I need him to do on defense for sure in the role that I know he can do. Um, then I, I take Hutch. So, Chad, first of all, I want to clarify something. Did you say you think you're going to go Aiden Hutchinson pick number one in a seven-round mock? Does that mean you haven't started a seven-round mock that's due to be printed tomorrow? That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a busy workload for tonight. Uh, no. Uh, I meant to say I am putting okay, okay. him in there. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. So, so yeah, no, that's in the can already. And, okay. uh, now other people are looking at it to make sure I didn't do anything too stupid. <laughs> Very. So let's ask about you know Dan just brought up Trevon Walker. Uh, on the one hand, you know uh, impact player on the national champion, but on two to Dan's point, it seems like he has been a fast riser, a big name over these last I don't know six eight weeks since the draft process really ramped up. What has it been about him that has created so much interest at the top of the draft? Uh, maybe more so than a month or two ago? Well, look, most of the risers in a draft are underclassmen because teams aren't paying as much attention to them during the course of the year, unless you're you know, a quarterback that everybody knows is going to come out. But Trevon Walker had a specific role to play in Georgia's defense, which had many playmakers. And he didn't have you know, huge production sack numbers and, and all this other stuff, right? So... Um, now teams are looking at him. They see the athleticism. Like, okay, this guy can move, and he could do things that he wasn't asked to do at Georgia. Um, Jermaine Johnson could be a, a top-10 pick, um, and, and he had to transfer out of Georgia to get a chance to show off his skills. So if Trevon Walker goes number one, it's, it's for the fact that they think he can do even more than what he was showing with Georgia's defense, where he didn't have to attack the quarterback every play because you had Nolan Smith and Adam Anderson, all these other guys on that defense making plays. So I think that's the reason that he's really um, you know, go, going up boards. Just, and, uh, he flashed a lot at Georgia, but now that you've seen the athleticism, you've seen all this other stuff, people are really banking on that potential. Chad Ryder, NFL.com, draft analyst. Get him on Twitter at Chad underscore Ryder. That's R-E-U-T-E-R. I think the Jets are so intriguing, not just because they have 4 and 10, Chad, but because you've got Zach Wilson, but you also have Robert Sala as your defensive coach. Do you, where do you think the Jets are? They're also in the Debo Samuel conversation, but if they keep those picks, how do you think it plays out for a Jets team that has two picks in the top ten? Well, I think they've they've got a, you know they've got some ammo, and they'll use it to, to bolster their defense for sure. Um, and you know maybe they pick a receiver as well. I I think Javon Walker would be a great fit with them at four uh, if he's available. 
And then you've got a mod Sarf Gardner at cornerback would be the other choice if he if, if Walker is gone. So I think either of those two at four would be great picks for them. I think Trevon Walker is very much the kind of guy that Robert Sala had in DeForest Buckner and um, and Eric Armstead and some of these guys in in San Francisco. And then at ten, you know, they could pick a receiver like Garrett Wilson. Um, if they like Drake London and, and aren't concerned about speed or the injury, they could go that way. So I think they can hit both sides of the ball with their picks. But that 10th spot is a trade-out spot, um, and they could get even more draft capital either in future years or this year. So that would be the spot where I could see a Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or New Orleans, somebody moving up to get a quarterback um, or another talented player uh, at 10. So they could – they could uh, escape there if they wanted to pick up some more picks. Uh, but either way, it's a, it's a win-win for them. So, Chad, you know, it's it's obviously a, a huge talking point is the lack of obvious talent at the quarterback position in terms of, like, front, front, front end of the draft talent. Um, you know, but we also – I feel like we always have quarterbacks overvalued, overpicked. Where do you realistically think the first quarterback is going to come off the board? Not necessarily this pick, this team, but but where in that first round do you expect that that quarterback to come off the board? Well, I don't agree with the premise that many people have that this quarterback class is not very good. Uh, I think there's going to be five in the first round, and if there's not five, then that fifth guy, which is probably Sam Hall from North Carolina, should be in the first round. Um, I think Kenny Pickett has a real chance of being the number two pick to the Lions because he can play right away if they need him to, um, or he can sit and wait behind Jared Goffier uh, as well. So uh, I think Pickett's got a real chance to go two. And then you're talking Atlanta and um, Seattle potentially picking up guys in the top ten uh, potentially as well. Malik Willis, I'm a believer in. I think he's going to be a playmaker at the next level, and uh, I think people are underrating him. I think Matt Corral does not necessarily have to run the type of offense they ran at Ole Miss. A lot of people think, oh, he's an RPO quarterback and that's all he can do. Well, that's what he was asked to do. Um, that doesn't mean that's all he can do. So I think both those guys are going to go early. I think Pittsburgh has a really good chance of trading up for a quarterback. Um, and Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati is going to go in the middle of the first round, I think, to uh, Pittsburgh or New Orleans. He'd be a great fit um, in those spots, and I think he's a, a really undervalued player. So uh, I think that, uh, in my opinion, these guys all have a chance to be good starters. They won't all turn out, obviously, because of circumstances and coaching and many other factors that go in, um, not just the talent of the guy. But uh, I think they all belong in that conversation. NFL draft analyst and researcher for NFL.com, Chad Ryder, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. Along that quarterback conversation, is it dangerous for teams to be like, well, next year's class is better? Like, why would it behoove a team or be beneficial for a team to draft a guy this year instead of maybe waiting next year when we think we're going to have a better quarterback class. Yeah, that doesn't, I mean, I, I, you can't, you can't do that. You can't say next year's class is going to be better because you have no idea. Um, and plus people are going to pick apart quarterbacks every year. You know, Bryce young from Alabama had a heck of a year, but he's like five, nine and change. Uh, people are going to pick that apart. Um, and, and uh, CJ Stroud from Ohio state, really talented player. Um, who knows what he's going to do next year on the field and, and if he's going to be as accurate if he doesn't have a lobby and, uh, and uh, Garrett Wilson to throw to. Now, they, they have a ton of receivers at Ohio State, so I'm sure he'll be fine. But I'm just saying we don't know, and I don't think you can play that game. Um, you could be gone. Uh, the coaches, GMs, sure. you could be fired after the season. So I, I don't think you can do that game, and I'm not sure that next year's class is guaranteed to be any better than this year's class. So kind of a random question, Chad, but, you know, um... Dan was talking earlier about a lot of teams having multiple picks. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers with multiple first-round picks. Uh, you know, when, when Devontae Adams was gone, I think there was this presumption of, well, you know, I mean, and they got multiple picks, they'll just draft another wide receiver. But history tells us that they don't draft skill position guys, and they haven't in the last decade. Obviously, the only offensive player they've taken in the last 10, 11 years has been Jordan Love. Do you get the sense from talking to people around the league that this is the way they plan to make up for Devontae Adams' production, or do you think they stick with kind of the, the narrative and the thing that they've done over the years, which is kind of plug holes as needed, not necessarily go after the guys that are going to appease Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think, I think they pick the players that they think are, the, are going to help the team the most, regardless of position. Now, I think they're in a good 
spot this year with where they're picking and the depth at receiver that they should be able to find one that is a good value at, at their spots. Um, now, it, it's very possible that at 22, um, you know, and that New England's going to – New England has the 21st pick, and I can't imagine that they're not getting 100 phone calls from teams either looking for a receiver or somebody else that Green Bay is going to pick at 22. So I would be shocked if Patriots actually kept that pick um, unless somebody, you know, unexpected falls to them there. But, but I think it won't be a shock if they don't pick somebody at 21, uh, a receiver at 21, if there's not one available to them. And then at 28, you're going to have like George Pickens from Georgia who's going to be in the mix there, um, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. So I'm guessing between one of the two picks, they're still going to get a receiver. And by the way, I've projected them to actually move into that New England spot from 28 and to get back-to-back picks so they can get a receiver and an offensive lineman or an edge rusher or whoever they think is, is the best value at, at that second pick. NFL.com, Chad Ryder joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one for me, Chad, and yeah, I make it personal, but I ask every draft analyst this question over the last two months. With Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave available to be drafted and Jamison Wils- uh, Williams also available to be drafted, if Williams couldn't break through those two at Ohio State and carve out his role within the Buckeyes, goes to Alabama as a great year, but tears his ACL, so he's still coming back from a significant injury. How are people putting Jamison Williams ahead of Wilson and Olave in this draft? Why is that? Well, well um, the guy doesn't necessarily play. It's like saying Joe Burrow couldn't get ahead of guys at Ohio State, and he went number one. It's not always like we were talking about with quarterbacks and with other players. Opportunities don't always come to the guys that they should come to. Um, and so I, I don't think about that at all, of like, oh, he didn't do this. What I'm looking at is traits and the way he performs when he's on the field. And there's no, and there's no question in my mind Williams was the best receiver in college football last year. Um, and, and I think that, uh, to me, that's, it was pretty clear. If he didn't get that injury, he'd be a top-ten pick. He'd be the number-one receiver off this board. Whether he got the chance at Ohio State or not, uh, it doesn't really come into my play because we've seen that. And, and again, like I just said with Georgia, Jermaine Johnson left because he wanted to get, get that shot. And now he's a, we saw he's a really talented player. He's going to go high in this draft. So um, I, I guess I don't, I don't look at things that way. I just look at the individual player and what he does on the field um, to, to make my best evaluation. I think it's the Alabama Ising of, of college. Uh, you know, if he goes to Baylor, maybe we're looking at him a little different. But everybody thinks when Nick Saban touches his gold, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. Uh, that's just my own gripe. Uh, Aaron, you yeah, can wrap well, it up. Yeah, well, I mean, what? look. Uh, yeah? it, 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 Alabama, if you get a chance to go to Alabama and play for Nick Saban, it means you've done something right. Um, and, and I think there's a reason he went there and said Baylor. You know, I, I think sure. that's. I think there's yeah. something. I think yeah. there's something to that. I got you. Who do you think is the best? Like, if you had to bet your life on one of these receivers, that was the one thing I was talking to Dan about. Is I'm not a smart enough evaluator. I guess probably nobody in the NFL is. Otherwise, everybody would bet a thousand on all their picks. But if you had to bet on one of these wide receivers, because I think there's six or seven that are going to go off the board, who's the guy that you like the most? That that if you were a GM and you were picking high, you would put a you know you push the chips in the middle on. Yeah, I'd take Jameson Williams. Uh, I I think he's very, I think he's very similar in a lot of ways to Devonte Smith, uh, who I thought was the top receiver. Or you know, not knowing what Jamar Chase's situation was like once once Chase once Chase was clear that he was in football shape and all that stuff. When you get when you get past Chase, it was Devonte Smith for me, um, and I think I think Jameson Williams is a very tough guy. Um, I think he's fast, and I, and I wish he would have gotten a chance to show that this year. And, um, you know, he is the reason Alabama made that title game. And it was a reason that they lost that title game when he wasn't out there. He's Chad Ryder, NFL.com draft analyst and researcher. Again, find him on Twitter at Chad underscore Ryder, R-E-U-T-E-R. Thanks, Chad. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Happy Thursday to you, getting set for another NBA triple header tonight. Should be exciting in the association, except if you're a Mavericks fan wanting uh, Luka Doncic to be back. That's not the case. Suns not getting good news on Devin Booker. Bucks lost Chris Middleton last night. This on the heels, Aaron, of uh, playoffs last year that were 
also marred by injury. Mentioned James Harden and Kyrie Irving being uh, dinged up and Irving spraining his ankle in a Bucks series. We had Paul George. We had Kawhi Leonard. Um, we had Anthony Davis. I know I'm probably missing other stars that we lost last year, but big names in the NBA playoffs uh, being absent seems to happen in the second straight year nothing is ever permanent and i know this just may be a wave but it seems like this theme has popped up again and i i, I just i want to make the quick point it was something that i touched on earlier was if you're a team like milwaukee or if you're a team like the suns with devin booker and getting to the finals last year but specifically with milwaukee this is why you had to win it last year and this may be the reason why the suns had to win it because yeah. You just never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to to you know when your opportunity is going to be there. And I look like the the, the Bucks last night. They lost to the Bulls, much like it was in Game One. Kind of just, I I think they feel that last year is just going to happen again. And now this Chris Middleton injury should serve as a big wake up call. But now their chances of of winning a second straight NBA title are uh, are much lessened depending on the severity of Middleton's injury. But it's just another reinforcement of winning an NBA title when you can. You got to do it. There is no such thing as windows, even though you think that there are, because you just never know what can happen year to year. And these injuries, these last two years have kind of proved it. It's really interesting you say that my Saturday partner, Jason Martin, says that all the time. He says your championship window is right now if you're good enough. And the thing that I've learned in sports is that the championship window is never as big as you think, and it can close much faster than you think. And the example that I always use, and it's getting a little uh, outdated at this point, but we all remember when James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook made that finals in 2012 – they lose to the Heat, and you say, well, I mean, they're going to be – you know, we don't even need to play the Western Conference over the next decade because they're going to run the West for the next decade. And that group never made an NBA Finals together ever again. And, and obviously, I know James Harden was traded right after and all that stuff, but you just never know what's going to happen. And so I did find it interesting coming in to these playoffs, especially in the West. Is And I know Steph Curry was banged up, and I know there, there, there were a lot of variables. Memphis is young, as we discussed earlier in the show. But it just felt like everybody was auto-advancing the Suns to the NBA Finals. And maybe maybe I just was listening to the wrong people, and maybe there's a lot of people that had the Warriors because of their pedigree and all that. But it just felt like there was a lot of people that were auto-advancing. I was one of them, yeah. So I, I can yeah. agree. I had them, yeah, I had it chalk. Yep. Yeah, and it's not to say, like, of course, nobody can predict that Devin Booker, 24, 25 years old, is going to have this random in- injury in Game 2 of the first round. But you just never know. And then to bring up to your Bucks point, um, you know, even watching Game 1 when they were at full strength, uh, you know, jump out to whatever it was. I feel like it was like a 20 to 2 lead or something like that. They were just jumped on them. And then all of a sudden you look up at halftime, it's a, it's a, it's a close game and it, it came down uh, late into that game. So I'm so on board with you, Dan, is that I think we all think that, you know, LeBron and AD, how long is this going to go? Yeah. Kyrie and KD, oh, they got James Harden now. Oh, my goodness. How many finals are they going to make? Well, you know, they played like 22 games together total over two seasons, and then James Harden's out. So I'm 100% with you. It's just it, it's crazy how quickly this stuff, uh, you know, kind of uh, can change in a hurry. And obviously we had two examples over the last couple of days with Devin Booker and Chris Middleton. As a, as a Seahawks fan, I always talked about the window that the Seahawks had. And what we do is sometimes we misconstrue that window. What you don't realize in that time, and even a more recent one, I think, is with the Kansas City Chiefs, but in the Seahawks scenario, when Russell Wilson was a rookie quarterback, they made it to the divisional playoffs and lost to Atlanta. They had scored late, and they'd left some time on the clock, and Matt Ryan threw a couple of big passes, and then they got in field goal range, and Matt Bryant kicked a field goal, and Atlanta goes to the NFC Championship game only to lose to the Niners, who then ended up playing the Ravens in Super Bowl forty-seven. However, when you look at then what happened with the Seahawks and going to the two straight Super Bowls, and then they just the, the Super Bowl hangover from losing to the Patriots seemed to extend into the next season they got blown out in a game against Carolina they came back to make it close but they weren't in it for the first half were blown out by Atlanta the next year and all of a sudden the windows kind of closed and you realize that that window had started a bit earlier and I think that's the case with the Kansas City Chiefs when you look back at that Patriots game that they ended up not winning with the Patriots winning in overtime 
and thinking like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is always going to be uh, in the Super Bowl. This is the start of it all. But then when you realize and you start looking at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, you know, history, and now you're saying, all right, they did get to back-to-back Super Bowls, but only, you know, won one of them. They blew a lead against the Bengals and, and lost that one, and now you see the rest of the AFC. So, yeah, you just – you never know when you get – you know, when, when you get close, like this – the Bengals took perfect, you know, exactly. advantage of it. But we look at the Chiefs of having this huge window because of Patrick Mahomes, and we didn't think of that loss to the Patriots as maybe one that could could end up being a stickler in Patrick Mahomes' legacy. But now you look back, you know, four or five years later, and you're like, oh, wait a sec. So, yeah, you yeah. see it in the NFL. You see it in the NBA as well. Well, and it's funny. I, I remember the famous Tyreek Hill quote of, I don't remember exactly what he said, but, you know, we're going to win six or seven of these things. I saw it live on TV, and I remember even thinking at the time when he said it, like, this is so much harder. And, and listen, he's the professional athlete. I'm the guy that talks about it. He clearly knows what goes into winning a Super Bowl more than I do. But I'm just like, I've been watching sports long enough to know it's never that easy, right? The LeBron James, not one, not two, not three, got to bounced out uh, four years after that. And so it's always, it's just a fascinating thing. And I think you're right, is that I think sometimes even when, you know, even at the beginning of it or even when you perceive it to be at the beginning of it, I'll tell you a good story. Do, I, do we have time for a little yes, story time? Absolutely. So absolutely. when I was at FoxSports.com uh, many years ago before they shut down and then they relaunched, I was doing this big story on the early 2000s Miami football teams. And so I interviewed all these guys, Ed Reed, Santana Moss, all these guys that played. And I remember talking to somebody. So if you remember 2001, they win the championship. They're unbeatable. You'll remember this vividly. 2002, they get back to the national championship game. They play Ohio State. Maurice Claret goes crazy. Ohio State wins. But I remember talking to somebody on that staff, and they said they were on the field before the game, and they were talking to kind of a prominent you know, football person. They said, man, you know, this is – I mean, how – I wonder how long we can keep this thing going. They had to come off an undefeated national championship season. They're undefeated in a national championship game. They had won like 34 games in a row at this point. And the guy who was a, a football kind of longtime guy says, the, the foundation's probably already starting to crack, and you guys don't even realize it. Well, they lose to Miami. The next year it's a step back. The next year it's a step back, and Miami football has never been the same. And so it's just an example of Miami yeah. football, you know, and, and it – it's college football. It's the NFL. It's, you know, we talked about Kentucky with Calipari. We, you and I were on air the day after they lose to St. Peter's. You know, nobody could have envisioned when they made four Final Fours over a five, six-year stretch that you'd go seven years without one. So, uh, you know, we keep reiterating the same point. But but there's so many great examples of this. And I just remember Tyreek Hill being on TV saying that and me saying, man, it's just not that easy. It's just well, not. You- you reference LeBron and doing the you know not three not four not five sort of thing and and I think that's what's that's changed in the NF and the NBA as well like nothing is permanent like you know things change all the time and I and I think the I, I think that we're seeing it in the in these NBA playoffs and we're seeing it and we saw it last year I don't think it was just a a COVID thing I don't think it was you know even in the bubble you know of Miami making their run that they did. I, I don't think the big thing the big three is a thing anymore in the NBA. I look at Brooklyn right now and you would think, gosh, you know, they have a big two that is two of the top ten guys in the NBA. That if you could put together a you know a top ten ranking, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are on that list. And there was such a gap between two and what is three, four, five, six, and seven that there is no big three. Like you tried to form a big three in Milwaukee. They've got freaking Giannis. Okay, that, that's what it is. And this is meant no disrespect to Chris Middleton or, or disrespect to Drew Holiday at all. You try to form them and you try to because it fits your narrative. It fits the all. Oh, that's the Bucks' big three. Okay, well, what about Pat Connaughton? What about his role that he played or Brooke Lopez last year or the addition of P.J. Tucker and, you know, trying to give Kevin Durant fits? And, like, all of those things play in. And I just I don't think that the big three is a thing anymore in the NBA for as much as people want to say, well, who's going to team up here and go there? Recent history has shown that big threes don't win you NBA titles. Depth and great players win you NBA titles. And I think that's changed quite a bit. Well, and I think you can go to this year and you can go to the Lakers. We spent so much time talking about the Lakers. And then obviously Brooklyn as well. And it's funny, I even remember watching that Lakers Sun series last year and you could just see even, you know, and I know AD got hurt and a Lakers fan will, you know, talk about that till the day they die. But it's like, you know, you just watch the series and it's like, 
one team is super young and athletic and dynamic and, you know, locked in defensively and, you know, blocking shots at the rim. And the other team is old and tired and ha- and it's just like you just saw it right away. And so I bring it up because, you know, it's just an interesting thing to me if we had this thing for 50 years, this was the way it was done, was we, you know, there was a GM who picked the players, there was a coach who coached the players, and there was a play, there were players who played. And this isn't like a just shut up and dribble, like it's not, it's not what I'm saying here. But it has been interesting that that these organizations that have really, you know, in the player empowerment era, really kind of completely acquiesced to the player. So I'm talking right now Brooklyn, who's now down 0-2, the Lakers, who are out of it. Obviously the Clippers, I know Kawhi wasn't available, so that's a little bit of a different deal. But they obviously didn't even make the main part of the bracket. Those are the organizations that are struggling right now. Uh, And oh, by the way, the ones that are having success are the ones that kind of did it the old school way, the way we did it for 30, 40, 50 years, where the Bucks mostly homegrown guys. I know they added Chris Middleton, but that was a million years ago, kind of, uh, you know, as a young player. uh, By the way, they got Chris Middleton because they were trading away Brandon Jennings. Great call. Yes. Yeah. In a rebuild. Um, you know, the Suns, they drafted DeAndre and they drafted Devin Booker. Chris Paul was a very late last addition to what was already a great core. Uh, even the Golden State Warriors drafted Draymond Green, drafted Steph Curry, drafted Klay Thompson. Oh, by the way, as those guys have gotten older and to a different point in their careers, smartly drafted Jordan Poole. We'll see what becomes of Jonathan Kaminga. And so I'm not anti-player empowerment. I'm not saying that, you know, LeBron James hasn't earned the equity to have some say in who are his teammates. But I do find it interesting that those those organizations that have gone all in and essentially giving the keys to the organization, to the players, those are the ones that appear to be struggling with Brooklyn falling down 0-2 last night. I've even argued, Aaron, and, and remember this is Kyrie Irving who said they didn't even need a coach at one point. That yep. was something he said. He did, he did. He did say that. I, I don't even think that big threes actually worked. Like I, 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 like I talk about the era and that era being over. Like the Heat won two titles. Um with, with you know, uh, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. But you also had Ray Allen. You know, you also, uh, on, on other big three, like when they lost to the when they lost to the Mavericks, did the Mavericks have a big three? I mean, you know, we talk about the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs had Tim Duncan, you know, what, Monte Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, you know, Tony Parker. Like, those teams, there are three guys that you know, but the four, five, six, and seven guys are – also big parts of it and I think that's maybe you know like why the heat maybe struggled at first and then you were able to fill in some of those spots I I I I felt that there's an argument that the big three was never really a valid point and to your point now and seeing how the Lakers are falling apart and seeing how these other teams just don't have uh you know the uh the structure that they need because of maybe too much player input yeah I'm with you I, I I think there's a reason to your point why Phoenix and Milwaukee and these teams are are deeper and making runs because of how they are constructed. Well, and what I would say too, really quick, even going back to the Miami thing, um, you know, LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosch may have kind of agreed to join forces, but I mean, that was the one time in his career where LeBron James really got pushback and Pat Riley said, stay in your lane. Yeah. You know, I'm going to pick the players. Eric Spolster is going to coach. I don't care how much you complain to me. We're not firing him. And I'm going to pick the guy, you know, and, and I know he had relationships with Mike Miller and, and some of the guys that played. But again, it was a a group effort. And by the way, this isn't just a criticism of LeBron. What, what do we always say about Bill Belichick? Great head coach that should not be the general manager, right? And it's like at some point, you know, it's too much for one guy to take on. And it's just I, I just I find it all very I, interesting. I would say Belichick has done it better than anybody has. The, like the other guys have tried both. to fail miserably. Um, now with Live Without Tom Brady's made it a little bit more difficult, but uh, but yeah, I, I do think that yeah, it's it's not ideal. You'd like separation of church and state if you can, but to Belichick's credit, because I always stand up for Belichick now that he and Brady are divorced, that I do think he's done it better than others. Because there have been some other ones that are just absolute failures. Trust me, uh, I'm a Seahawks fan. I know. <laughs> uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. I loved Mike Holmgren as a coach. Just you know, maybe just stay away from some of the decision making. That's all. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.